down a little bit. Keep it on the background. And of course, most of you would have guessed right away that was uh, Mochat Doma, the breakthrough sophomore LP by the Belarusian post-punk uh, synthrop trio Mochat Doma. Right? Sure. I knew you'd guess it, darn it. Uh, that is one of three CDs my son mailed me the day before he arrived. The other two, let's see, Nippon Girls, Japanese Pop Beat and Bossa Nova, 1966 <laughs> to 1970. What a great cover. Oh, my God. Long white boots and a, a miniskirt, striped miniskirt. And the other one is Nippon Girls 2, Japanese Pop Beat Rock and Roll, 1965 to 70. So I think there's got to be some overlap there. Uh, but each CD has like 24, 25 songs. And uh, you'll be hearing one of those, I guarantee, a little bit later. Um, yeah, so, where are we? Well, we are in uh, Bluffers Park. And it is uh, Thursday, September 9th, 2021, at about uh, 3.30 in the afternoon. I am just back from Providence Healthcare Center, where I had my first... Uh, interview and kind of overall assessment going through a questionnaire and meeting with a pharmacist over my condition a very pleasant experience overall and pleasant because i made it pleasant damn it Uh, i'm nice to people and i I left two people left sort of smiling like hey now the only lady that really was sour and remained sour was when i walked in the door and there's a booth before you can see the receptionist. And there's a woman sitting there, and she's asking you, do you have any signs of, you know, cough, you know, diarrhea? And she just went on with this list of questions, and then it was sheet to another list of questions. It was the job that would be perfect for a robot or a questionnaire on an iPad or a touch screen that you could clean off. It was so sad to see a human being have to do that to everybody who walked through the door. And you, I even said, I'm really sorry you have to do this. And she didn't want to hear that. Like, she just, don't even interrupt the flow. And what a waste of resources. What a waste of a human. What a waste of money and time. There's a better way to ask those questions about whether or not you have symptoms of COVID before you get to see the receptionist to check in for your appointment. Um, so anyway, this was just preparation for me getting some physiotherapy treatment, uh, sort of a, a baseline. Where are you at? What can you do? What can't you do? And uh, I mean it. I made those two people happy that uh, I was the guy they got today because that's the kind of guy I am. I don't mind saying that. Um, anyway, that's done. I thought I'd just come here and start off on this Dixon Jane's podcast number 
860. And whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute there, buddy. 860. What happened to 859? Well, I'll tell you. I haven't put out 859 yet, and I don't even know if I will. I recorded, that was the one done from Mossport, and I recorded, I'm sure, 50 clips. And most of them were like single laps of cars going around the track with that noise. But on some of them I would talk, I would comment on the car or the driver or something. And I started putting it together. In fact, I put out an hour. And there was one part in particular, (coughs) after I had inhaled the new... Uh, marijuana that I purchased um, just the night before. And even though it was an an indica, wasn't going to get me really high, just, you know, nice buzz, feeling good, relaxed, um, I didn't like... I didn't like the things I said and chose to share. And it's because, you know, and I've said that before, when I get high, it really makes a lousy podcast. Like it's, you know, I'm seeing things. Oh God, this is so interesting. What I'm thinking right now, and as I speak the words, there is nothing interesting there at all. It's a dead loss. So um, I've, you know, maybe sometime I'll get around to choosing bits and pieces and putting it together and come back. But meanwhile. I'm starting fresh here that I'm home in Scarborough. I had a wonderful time in Mossport, a great three days. Um, I promise what I'll do in this track, just just to you know buy some time and hold you, hold you off, I'm going to include a lap of noises, you know, one lap around the track of uh, maybe the NASCAR cars or you know maybe not, maybe maybe even the F1600s, who knows. But you'll hear some motor noises, okay? So that's all you're going to get from that one. And uh, whether I ever get around to editing and putting out, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. So what's up then? Well, my son arrived yesterday, 4.30. Worst time to arrive at Pearson Airport if you're driving back to Scarborough. Or if you're going anywhere getting out of Pearson Airport. Because the 401, 409, they are just tight, jam-packed with traffic. Uh, and so it, it's, it's a long drive. So I left to go and get him at quarter to four, and I got home by quarter to six. And he was already waiting for me. His flight was early, and he doesn't carry on. He doesn't have carry-on baggage. He just gets off the plane. I'm here. Where are you? Hey, well, geez, I'm on my way. Anyway, last night, there was nothing really planned. My wife was just, you know, she's just been stressed at work, and so there was no dinner plans, there was nothing, and and Kenji had already made a list of places he wanted to see in Scarborough and Toronto restaurants. He's a foodie. He was inspired by Anthony Bourdain very much and is a bit of a, a gourmet. He can cook. He knows spices and tastes and uh, is in that industry anyway. And um, so he had a list of places to go. And poor Naoko was not feeling well, upset stomach. Uh, Daniel not being vaccinated, it was decided, no, if we're going to a restaurant dining in, I don't think you'll be able to join us. Thank you. And uh, that was it. So Kenji and I went off on our own to a place, and I know I'm going to get the name wrong, Nakam, I believe it's Nakamori. It is exactly located in the same place. In fact, it looks exactly the same as the former um, Zen uh, restaurant, which was a high-class Japanese um, restaurant. And, uh, yeah, it's Nakamori. And, oh, my God, it, the explanation, if you go to the website and you read about it, it's quite incredible. It, it's not, we wouldn't use the word fusion, but it, it was Scarborough. And they, this is the thing, it was Scarborough combination. So, for example, you had um, a jerk chicken karage. Chicken karage is that deep-fried chicken that you just, oh, it's one of the favorite dishes in Japan. Uh, But jerk chicken karage, oh, that's new. And all spiced up, we had um, seafood 
Cervice, Cervice, C-E-V-I-C-H-E. I don't know how to pronounce it. Cervice. Tacos, jerk chicken karage, and chili soy egg nasu. And nasu is eggplant, deep fried eggplant with chili soy sauce. Oh, my God. It was amazing how good that was. But here's the neat thing. You're in a little booth sitting there, you know, and your feet are down in this well. And um, Kenji ordered a very tasty, very, very good Japanese beer. Um, The label of which we'll send to Barnacle Bill for his collection of 3,000 plus. Uh, Anyway, the background is reggae music. Really good, funky old reggae. And it was such a neat combination of something new that, as Kenji said, you'll only find this in Scarborough. And it it really was special. So that was a wonderful start to the day. And uh, then today I took him to uh, go and have his, um, you know, the jerk, uh, spicy thing. Oh, my God. Sounds like donuts, but, uh, you know... Oh, MMD knows exactly what I'm talking about. Those things you buy at a place that sells jerk chicken and things. Um, oh, mm, I knew. All right, sorry, sorry, sorry. Can't remember the name, but anyway, that's why I took him to buy some of those. Another place in Scarborough recommended uh, right near on uh, Lawrence, right near Brimley. And uh, yeah, so that's it. And then drove myself to the uh, to the uh, province for this uh, providence for this. So I'm going to get home, but I want to start this podcast. I want to say hello, and I want to talk about a few things. Oh, my new books arrived, volume two. And here's the deal. Here's the deal. If you're listening to this and you've already bought book one or you're interested, if you've got book one, then volume two you'll get for $15 cash if I can see you. I can meet. I'm going to bring some to Ottawa next time I go. I'm going to send some back to Vancouver with Kenji and uh, anybody else I can meet in Toronto. If you want volume two, uh, if you've got if you bought volume one, it would cost you at least twenty dollars. Volume two is yours for fifteen. So, or you can buy both of them if you don't have any of them. Oh my God! Here's a deal. I've been waiting for a deal like this. Both of them for thirty-five dollars. Yes, sirree. Yes, sirree. No take backs. I'm telling you, that's what it is. So there you go. All right. Um, so that's in. Now, one more thing. Well, it's not really one more thing. It is It is one more thing. It's one more topic because I made a note. Uh, and it's not important at all. But something else that I shared with my son. First of all, was going out last night. First time going out to a restaurant since... Before COVID, hey, that's a long time. And what a great way to do it. There's a very, very cool restaurant right here in Scarborough. Uh, and then this morning he said, Dad, I watched this video you'd really like. It's really interesting. Called Fantastic Fungi. Fantastic Fungi or Fungi. And maybe some of you have seen it. If you haven't, it is really worth watching. It's very interesting. Uh, and, of course, it does get into... Um, psilocybin and uh, shrooms and um, but you know a lot of the background stuff and how cool these things are and how essential they are to the life force and so on uh, definitely worth watching and catch so we did that today too so that was one more thing that is sort of uh, one of those little blessings of uh, having my son back and visiting from Vancouver and uh, so We'll leave it at that. I had other stuff I wanted to share. I am watching Downton Abbey again. I may have mentioned that or I've tweeted that anyway. I watched the last season and it had me in tears. It really did. I, you know, yeah, I'm a softy. And I was the end, some of the endings and the people were just, yeah, good, 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 good. And that was it. So there you go. Um, I've gone back now already. Uh, I'm doing a, uh, a Dr. Dave. I'm going back to episode one and starting over. Except it's not uh, Mad Men. It is Downton Abbey. And now I can place... Oh, yeah, okay, that's where that character fit into the story. Oh, yeah, yeah, now I get it. I know how it ended. I know what happens to him. Oh, yeah. But enjoying it so much. And I guess the thing I really wanted to make... Am I shouting? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The thing I really wanted to get across was 
thank God in this DNA diversity, we have people who want to be actors, and we have people who want to be writers, and screenwriters, and directors, and costume designers, and lighting people, and, you know, stage setters, and people in the film industry. This variety of people that it takes to put together such an amazing visual experience. Oh, my God. The costumes, of course. You know, I mean, the people who save the cars. So when they're talking, when you know it's after the Titanic and maybe it's around 1915, there is a car that fits. Yeah, okay, that one. And then as it moves on in time over the seasons, the cars are getting newer. Oh, my God, we're into the 1920s now. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, just amazing. And, and the costumes and the... the the filmography, the, well, that's not the right word, but the, just everything about it. It's so well done. The characters are so real. Uh, I absolutely love it. So I'm just expressing gratitude. But not just that. The point I wanted to make was, this is the only hope for the human race is through artistry, through musicians, through writers, through poets, through singers, through dancers. And how tragic when you got a stupid fucking religion that says, hey, nixed on the music, folks. No music, no dancing. Veil the women, hide them. You stupid fuckers. You are evolutionary backwards people. This is not the way to go. Sorry, I didn't really want to express anger here, but it infuriates me. The blind stupidity of obedience to stupid, goddamn, fucking idiotic rules. That's not where we're going, folks. This is like a primitive, stupid, caveman chunk of beliefs that force people to conform to these things or else. Fuck you and your stupid God. Okay. Ah, I really didn't want to go there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's tune up the turn up the music a little bit. I'll give you a, a pop song. Well, maybe I'll, how about I give you a pop song now instead? Okay. Hang on. I'm going to pause this. I'm going to put in the other CD and give you uh, some Japanese pop. Hang on.
That song goes out to Jason Reese of uh, Tennessee, Armpit, Tennessee, also known as uh, Tennessee Jake. It was his birthday just recently, not when you're listening to this, but uh, earlier. And uh, that song, uh, Jason, is is for you. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday there, old fella. Holy shit, he's not even 50 yet. Christ almighty. Bye for now. That's the big bell. A little bit of uh, Japanese pop in the background. That is Nippon Girls, Japanese pop beat in Bossa Nova, 1966 to 70. The uh, CD, one of the three, Kenji gave to me. And uh, that's been a steady diet in the background. That and the other one, which was uh, Nippon Girls 2, Japanese pop beat rock and roll, 1965 to 70. Uh, kind of interesting. Uh, some songs stand out more than others, and others are, you know, kind of stuff I've heard in the background of Japanese music anyway, like this one. But there's there's a few outstanding, catchy, ooh, that's fun kind of uh, songs. But uh, what's interesting, well, to me, is that I'm. this is the background music to the book I'm reading by Wei Jiao, a Humanist Path, Ancient Chinese Wisdom for Curious Walkers. And as I mentioned, uh, maybe, she's a lady from our uh, yeah, West Hill United Church, who I got to know well, and especially her husband, Tony, who uh, sadly passed away from cancer. Um, it very, it's just interesting. I mean, it is the theme is... Chinese scholars, you know, 2,000 years ago and more, um, explored a humanist path of philosophy and ideas. And, of course, she's a professor of Chinese study and uh, has just done an awful lot of research to be able to put out a 200-page book. Uh, So it's slow going. It's not something you just sort of race through to get to the next chapter. Yeah, I'm going to turn this down a little bit. Um, but very interesting. It's a book I have to read with a ruler and yellow highlighter to say, okay, okay, I gotta get this straight because there are several uh, names of people and the variations on their philosophies and the emphasis they put on. Uh, for example, Zhuangzi, and I'm it's not pronounced right, I don't know, Zhi maybe, Zhuangzi, is much given to the notion of fate. Um, he's generally preoccupied by day or the individual virtue or power that expresses the Tao in a person or a thing's character. Okay, all right. And this is just getting stuff in context. This is just the first 50 pages are just uh, called the uh, the period of philosophers. And, of course, it's Confucius and, I guess, the person known as Lao Tzu. Lao Tzu? Xi? Lao Xi? I'm sorry, I don't ask me, um, but there we go. And maybe some of you out there know a hell of a lot more about it than I do, but it, it is interesting, and especially reading about Chinese history. And just, I mean, she goes right back to the beginning, you know, the development of the early stages of their um, development of, you know, Chinese civilization. So, uh, yeah. Good stuff, but, uh, as I say, slow going. And my yellow uh, highlighter is running out of uh, of the yellow stuff, so I'm going to have to get a new one. i am probably got a few hidden in the house. Yeah, a bit more to go. Next chapter is the universe. After that would be life, death, and bereavement, uh, followed by perfecting oneself. That should be interesting. Um... And Confucius, being human. And that leads to Lao Tzu being also on being human. And again, the idea is to sort of show how these ideas and themes and ways of living are very closely related to what we now call uh, humanism. 
Ooh, number eight, weeds, perennials, and new plants on the path. Okay, that's right at the end of the book. So there we go. All right, anyway, I'm just putting that aside. I thought I'd just say hello to you. Uh, what did I do today? Well, I put up my um, potato head Sam. Potato head Sam? No. Sam Potato Head? No, that's not who he is. Um, what is his name? I thought it was Sam Potato Head. It doesn't sound right. Uh, from Slim Potato Head. Slim. <laughs> Sam Potato Head. Just, you know, that's almost insulting. Slim Potato Head. Oh, okay. Hey, now that's a name. But uh, not Sam Potato Head, no. So I've put that on my window, rear side window, where I sort of the sleeping end of the vehicle. And I made sure clean the window, get all the dirt off before you fix a sticker. And then when you fix big stickers, you know, six inches in diameter, um, you've got to make sure you don't get bubbles or, or creases because it's a very stick. You put it on once and that's it. It's going to stay forever or peel off and of course i managed to get a couple of bubbles and a couple of creased lines and then you you push hard just hoping you can push the line away and all you do is just no you just nail it bam it's got a permanent crease now so i didn't do a very good job but it is there it's a, another form of identity another little gift to uh this uh this wonderful road trek i'm sitting in now oh yeah that's the other thing it started just i was sitting in the deck with Tora, our outdoor cat, and it looked like it was going to rain. I thought, well, I'll go into the road track. And here I got this nice CD player. I can play the uh, the CDs my son was so keen for me to listen to. And uh, get put my feet up, as they are now, wearing my slippers, the road track slippers, and just spend the afternoon reading. And that's what we've done. Uh, Nalco and Kenji have gone out. They're going uh, for supper to some special Japanese res- restaurant that specializes in fish and both of them knew that this would not be my favorite place Kenji is a real gourmet I may have mentioned Uh, and um, he does his research and he arrived in town with a whole list of places and restaurants he wants and bars he wants to check out I'm I'm very uh, very proud of him and uh, and uh, I think it's interesting he would be uh, aside from the money side of things, he would be great at running his own little bar because he's got fully the whole background as a as a server, a bartender, knows his alcohol and has taste and style that's unique. Um, but those are just businesses. Like he'd be too generous, and and those are it's a ruthless business to try and run a, a, a an interesting sort of pub restaurant selling food and alcohol. Uh, you just want to steer him away from that. No, no, don't go there. It's just a money pit. You, you can't do it. And yet, on the other hand, uh, if you had a, uh, a sponsor behind him, he would just do a, a, he'd come up with something quite amazing. And, of course, part of me thinking, hey, and wouldn't that be a great place to get rid of some of my basement artifacts? Oh, here, you got a neat bar and you want little neat things to have in corners and on shelves and in walls? Behind glass showcases, hey, I got a whole bunch of stuff you could use. So, uh, anyway, that's just for entertainment, that's all. Um, I'm organizing my uh, books. Uh, I made little stacks with labels on them because Kenji will be sending some back to Vancouver. So if there's anybody in Vancouver hearing this, and you think, hey, what about me? Did You, you didn't ask me. Uh, if you're looking for a Volume 2 of uh, My Life in Letters... Um, if you've already got Volume 1, then Volume 2 will only cost you $15. If you have neither, you can get both for $35. I'm telling you, Square, right there. And this also especially applies to Ottawa listeners. If anybody out there in Ottawa who don't already have these, and I don't think any of you do, I am coming to Ottawa next week. And, uh, gosh, maybe it'll... Well, I'll, I'll be coming more than once. I'll be coming again, but I really would like to. I've set up using my PayPal account. I'm invoicing people and just here, here's what do you want? Pay this. Uh, and um, the money goes into the account. It's so wonderful. Like all the ones that arrive in Vancouver, I'll send them to Bruce and people can pick them up. Um, they're already paid for. 
So I've got things organized. So you folks living in Ottawa, it'll be a while. I don't think I'm going to get to Halifax this year after all, unfortunately. It just doesn't feel like it's a summer to visit the Maritimes. I thought it was. Maybe the spring will be the time. I don't know. But uh, that I'm, odds are where it was, you know, the odds are 70 to 80% I was going, then they went down to 50-50, and now it's like, you know, maybe uh, 10 to 15% I'd be going. Pretty unlikely. But uh, I never say zero. Okay, so that's it. Uh, just a little update there. It's fun. I feel, you know, on top of things and organized. I'm glad about my little... Uh, um, start yesterday with uh, the physio, at least just the interview assessment sort of part, and I look forward to the exercises they're going to teach me. And uh, yeah, on uh, Tuesday morning, I'll be driving to Ottawa, and uh, I'm just sorting out with my sister what, uh, where I'll be staying. If I come with a road trek, I can go anywhere and uh, sleep in somebody's driveway. Uh, I kind of like that idea, but uh, it may be I'll just end up staying with my sister. I don't know. I don't know. Scarborough Dude, signing off on this uh, afternoon, sitting in the road trek. On um, It's a Friday. Yeah, it feels like Saturday. It's only a Friday. Take care, and bye for now. Yo, hang on, hang on, hang on. Here. speaking, we need to find a way of protecting open societies everywhere without doing the PR work for the jihadists. And that, as we've learned over the last 20 years, is very difficult to do. However, one thing that we cannot afford to lose is a clear understanding of what we face, which should have been inscribed on our minds permanently 20 years ago when the second plane hit the World Trade Center. I'm sure that much of what I've just said sounds anachronistic to many of you. Most of you have surely moved on from this issue. The truth is, I've moved on, and the mainstream media has certainly moved on. In America, we've all had the luxury of moving on. As I said, only a 100 people or so have been killed by jihadists within our borders in the last 20 years. But there is absolutely no reason to believe that the jihadists have moved on. And we will have to confront them again and again for the rest of our lives. And in doing so, we have to remember that we are not confronting the normal range of human aspirations. These are not people who just want what we want. And we just have to figure out how to play nice and share our toys. These are not rational actors, or rather they're all too rational within the framework of an utterly delusional worldview. The thing we have to understand, and never lose sight of, is that specific forms of religious certainty are deadly, and they are contagious. 
So, as I think I said somewhere in the end of faith, we will continue to shed blood in what is, at bottom, a war of ideas. Thanks for listening. you can hear in the background uh, it's a bit windy where i'm sitting and there's somebody playing a xylophone non-stop across the street the street is um danforth yes folks this scarborough dude coming to you live from the danforth i'm sitting outside the 180 smoke vape shop it says come inside we're open doesn't look it um just up the road from the eaton house now um The Eaton House said they're open, patio open, but uh, everything was locked up. All the doors, there was no way to get at this patio, wherever it happened to be. So, But I was glad to see the building still alive. It said, thanks for coming back and you know support your local business and so on. This is the Eaton House we're talking about, the place where I celebrated my 70th birthday. And uh, um, Connie and I were walking back from the only... And we saw a boarded-up building sides of a hotel and thought, oh, my God, that's it. That's Eaton House. That's too bad. And then it was much further on, the walk past Circus Books. And uh, there's a, that bright neon sign. Oh, the Eaton House. It's still alive. But uh, no business tonight. It is Saturday night. And, gee, I think if there was going to be business, it would be tonight. I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to do a little further investigation. Uh, but uh, I'm on my way home, and uh, there's a couple of benches here. And I thought, well, you know, it's a nice breeze, it's a nice night, and you're not in any hurry, and the buses and subways are still running. Uh, you can just take your time going home. So that's what I'm doing. I've uh, done a little looking in the windows and just soaking up the atmosphere of uh, Toronto. Uh, this was the night, first night to get back to the only since January 2020. Uh, with The Rock, and uh, joined by uh, John Meadows, Connie, and uh, the lovely Lisa. And um, we had a fine evening. We we all drank as many beers as we wanted to drink. Might happen to be three, but I nursed them over a period of several hours. And uh, there, each one was good, each one different. And uh, it was that business of getting back to the only and I had in my mind I was picturing the old only crowded uh, I was picturing going to the bar and trying to buy my beer and then manage with a bag and a cane and a beer full to the brim trying to get my way you know up and downstairs to the patio out back well it was none of the above we, I found a nice big table inside by the open window the space was quite the space was spacious um, they had taken out a lot of tables, and um, you know everybody checked in, and it was it felt very comfortable, and uh, we've all agreed to well we'll have to come back again. Uh, we we get along well as a foursome. We we you know nobody dominates the conversation, not even me, and uh, we talk. We all come at life from a very different perspective, and uh, just sort of see each other as friends, you know, and uh, I would say the other three are shyer than I am, but uh, maybe not Connie, maybe not so much Connie, but anyway, we all do get along, and it's, it's a nice little gathering, works well. So yeah, uh, all those mental hurdles about going back to the only, what if I have to leak, what if I have to have a leak and I can't manage those stairs, well, there was a mean floor washroom as well. So uh, that took care of that problem, too. So, um, yeah, all is well. All is well. Boy, that wind, I hope. That wind is uh, not too hard on your ears. I can't tell. I got my earbuds in, but I'm, I'm not hearing anything. All right. We'll just leave it. So uh, I was going to say a whole lot of things. Today is 9-11. And I was going to say a whole lot of things about 9-11. And um, I didn't run out of time. And probably I'll get back to that, probably pick up that uh, topic. I think it's an important one. But I 
I had things to say. They, they were sort of rehearsed. Like I knew the story I wanted to tell. Um, and then I was thinking about it, and then my son said something. My elder son, as I was watching the ceremonies on American television, I said, oh, God, I can't take any more of that. And I and I was ready to argue. Well, what do you mean? Hey, it's a, it's a somber occasion. 20 years is a horrible thing that happened. And he said, what about the millions killed in the Iraq war? And I thought, oh, yeah. And all the things that happened. Remember when all the world felt sorry for America? And then within a very short time, Bush had squandered all that goodwill and everybody was just angry at America for starting a fake war. And uh, Anyway, the troops are out of Afghanistan. That 20-year-old war is over. Uh, But that's true. I mean, we're talking about these 3,000 people. You'd like to think it was an unprovoked attack. But, uh, my God, the retribution, the payback to uh, people who had nothing to do with that, to have their country destroyed, it is, uh, yeah, it's awful. And it, it sort of shows America at its worst. And, and America at its worst is a very frightening beast. I can say that. Apologies to American listeners, but I'm pretty sure some of them fully understand what I mean and feel the same way. All right, I guess I can uh, stop there. I lost one of the little uh, buffers that goes over the microphone. It keeps falling off, and it's probably somewhere in my bag, but who knows. Yeah. Well, I may as well get it all out of the way now while we're still sitting here. Um, I was imagining, this was my piece of imagination, um how awful it would be if there was at some day in the future people looked back at the uh, the planes going into the Twin Towers um, as a celebration uh, in countries where there is still hatred for America and that it would be a time to celebrate the, and, and, and have joy for the brave men who uh, carried out Allah's will and are now, you know, in bliss in heaven and I was imagining going further along that line of the children and be giving out candies for this occasion and uh, imagine, you know, little, like, uh, toy sets where you can get planes in these towers and you... a little child driving the airplane into the big tower and knocking all the pieces down and laughing. And, uh, because it's all who writes history and, uh... But, you know... That's just in my imagination. Not a very nice thing. And you think, well, that didn't happen after Pearl Harbor. You didn't have uh, little Japanese children with airplanes and kamikaze pilots going into warships. But uh, look at the good relations between America and Japan after that war. But uh, those good relations with much of the Arab world uh, do not exist with America. So, uh, yeah... All right. Sometimes I just have to empty my head, and uh, my apologies, because more often than not, it's not worth it. Well, not for you anyway. Maybe for me it is, because I gotta, I gotta dump these things. All right. Anyway, before I rattle on too much, I think I'm gonna put this back in my bag and uh, get on that damn subway and head home. Scarborough dude signing out from uh, somewhere along the Danforth near Pete. The next station is Greenwood, Greenwood Station.
Turn that down a little bit. Chicken says we got to get on with the show. Uh, I like that particular song. I mean, not all the songs are great. The songs you want to hear time and again, but this one is uh, fabulous. Okay, okay, okay. We got a we got a podcast to do here. This is not a music show, but uh, let's get on with it. Oh, it is Sunday. I feel like it's a busy day. I got up early to uh, to watch. It's Sunday, September twelfth. I got up early to watch um, the F one race uh, in Italy, and uh, wow. The battle between Verstappen and uh, Lewis Hamilton, it, it took a frightening turn today. Those two collided, like, just like, wow. One, They don't give room to the other. There's such a heated competition between those two. I mean, this makes great viewing, but uh, frightening also. Thank God these cars are safer than they used to be. Um, <laughs> trying to pass, and uh, neither one would give way. And uh, Verstappen's car uh, went, uh, his Red Bull went right on top of uh, the Mercedes of um, Lewis Hamilton. And the rear wheel was right on this sort of, there's a roll bar that just is head level. Um, and boy, without that there, this would have been a different story. Um, he didn't even check. He got out of his car. He didn't even check to see. I mean, they're both taken out of the race right there. And Verstappen didn't even check to see if Hamilton was okay. He just walked back to his, to the pits, uh, then followed later by Hamilton. Um, so they are in a very, very tight race for, um, Championship, world championship in the F1, and there's still quite a few races to go, and uh, also for the constructors' title between Mercedes and Red Bull. So there's a lot at stake, but that one today was oh my god! So if you're an F1 fan, you'll know all about that, and if you're not, you're wondering how much longer I'm going to go on about it. But um, anyway, that's why I was up early, and also to get Yuki, and she's out all night, and I feel hey, come on, Yuki, you got you got to come in for some food, you got to, but she comes in. And if I give her wet food, she'll just puke it all up. She'll demand it and then puke it up and then say, okay, I want to go out now. And I'm sitting in the road track again, and I'm just so disturbed. I see her going, you know, I call her to try and come on and join me in the road track, Yuki. And she says, no, I don't think so. I think I'll just check out the neighbor. And so she goes to the neighbor's lawn right beside me. And then the next neighbor... And then the next neighbor, and I'm looking at her going up the street, and I feel, you know, she isn't, she's not tagged. I think everybody in the neighborhood knows her. But then crosses the street. There's something in the middle of the road. Maybe, well, I don't know, roadkill or something. And she stops in the middle of Farmbrook Road to check it out. I'm like, Yogi, you know, get out of there. And you don't want to call in case she just stuns her and she just sits in the road. Anyway, she just has gone down the next street. Like, I don't know where she is now. She's just on her rounds, which, you know, she patrols at night. And, uh, you know, hey, she is an outdoor cat. This was, that's how we found her. She just claimed us. And basically she boards with us. But she's got a, <laughs> she's got other jobs outside the home. Anyway, I worry, I worry, I worry. And just so, 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 so sad to hear that a cat I really like. Janice, which belongs to uh, Brent and Brandy, um, and I've met and uh, petted. 
uh, had uh, was ill and had to be put down, and and that is just a, a terrible, terrible loss. <sighs> you get very attached to these pets. And now, what else happened? What else have I got to report on? Well, a few things. I've been listening to Anthony Marco uh, in his vacations. Oh my God, they, they would. Uh, he does a wonderful job describing, you know, the uh, the kids in the going along on these holidays that aren't always fun for them. I won't spoil it for anybody, but listen to uh, what's he called? What's Anthony? It's not discultured anymore. The Anthony Marco podcast. Uh, I don't know. Uh, anyway, you can find him. Google Anthony Marco, and. Um, Wow, it's funny, and uh, I don't even, he's not always, I don't think, intending to be funny, but you can, <laughs> you can feel the exasperation at times, trying to find parking in Montreal, Quebec City, yeah, that ain't possible, boy, and like, towing a family around, like a lot of kids, like, this is not easy stuff for anybody, uh, and Anthony just plunged himself into that whole new world, so, uh, Hats off to him and, and all the interesting people I know whose lives keep me amused. Uh, that's one way to put it. It's one perspective. Speaking of which, I'm going to be seeing uh, Sue's Muse on uh, Tuesday. So it uh, turns out my wife needs the Mazda uh, when we drive to Ottawa. And I know the road track. I mean, it, it's a lot more expensive. And it's just not so convenient driving downtown Ottawa. So I'm going to try and see if our... Uh, our little uh, noisy Toyota can make it. I think it's, it's got the miles in it, but boy, there's a muffler that needs a little work, and uh, eh, we'll see. Anyway, that's ahead of the game. Let's uh, let's stick with where we're at now. I voted. I voted in the advance polls to save any possible lineups on election day. It was in a church basement, and it was all done in a matter of uh, minutes, so that's good. Um, I've got on my lap the book that um, I wanted to buy for quite a while. And finally, when Way's book came out, I thought, well, if I buy both books, I'll get free uh, free shipping. So it was the time to get it by Danny Goldberg, In Search of the Lost Chord, 1967, and the Hippie Idea. And he's describing 67. Uh, it was the year that Richard Alpert, who had helped popularize LSD, first went to India, met his guru, and was renamed Ram Das. That happened in 67. It's also the year that the Beatles met the Maharishi, putting the word meditation on the front pages of newspapers around the world. Uh, many pivotal political movements or moments took place in 67. In the spring, Muhammad Ali refused induction into the army, and Martin Luther King Jr. parted with the mainstream civil rights leaders and publicly denounced the Vietnam War. So it's wonderful to have a book focused on one year that I remember well because, of course, uh, um, the um, Expo in Montreal in Canada's centennial year, uh, me being drinking age in Quebec. So it is pretty amazing. There was a line here. Um, oh, that's just an introduction. I guess from Reagan. Uh, Ronald Reagan saying something about the hippies. Uh, sorry. It was such a good line, too. Um, anyway, I'm, that's something I'm looking forward to. It's a lot easier going than the um, uh, book about Chinese philosophy, which I have to go through with a highlighter. So, what else to say? The events of 9-11, yeah, you have to think the, uh, that I read a, a newspaper editorial or article, whatever, today of just that shock wave from taking down the, the Twin Towers. That has changed America to the core. It, it really has. Um, and, and that just can't be, uh, you know, underestimated the impact on, uh, what that's had on America thinking, oh, damn it, there's Yuki City in somebody's driveway on the next street over. Oh, what are you doing there? Come home. All right, back to hippies. The word hippie morphed from a brief source of tribal pride to a cartoon almost immediately. 
And that is true. Oh, she's running. She's running this way. Um, Ronald Reagan, who began his first term as governor of California in 1967, said, Oh, she's running like mad. Open the door. Maybe she'll come in. Come on, Yuki. Come on. Oh, she sees a dog. Come on, Yuki. Hey. Um, Ronald Reagan began his first term as governor of California in 67 said a hippie is someone who looks like Tarzan walks like Jane and smells like Cheetah so uh, we'll stop there Yuki sorry I shouldn't do a few things at once I realized why she was running there was a man walking his dog uh, right behind her and uh, she figured it was a good time to uh, to race on home where did she get to I don't know all right. I'm sorry. I know it's, uh, you know, you're not supposed to be distracted when you're, I'm talking to you. Hey, I'm talking to people. Ken, pay attention. You got listeners out there. Remember when you used to podcast from uh, near the uh, Scarborough Town Center up at the Civic Center in Scarborough, and you'd pretend there were masses of people in the park across the way, sitting cross-legged on their yoga mats, listening to you by the hundreds. Yeah, that was fun. But uh, those days are past. I had some other nostalgia to, to share with you. Uh, um, but, uh, yeah, not so much. I've only I've just got a few minutes left. I'm determined to finish this podcast because leaving Tuesday morning early, I want to put this out. Um, I hope. I, yeah, I did include some race noises for you. Yeah, there you go. And uh, I see, I just found out through these people I connected with uh, who do a podcast. Uh, it's not Smoke and Mirrors, it's uh, Scuff and Scratches or something like that. Uh, ask me if you're interested. They go to, I didn't realize there were tracks all over Ontario, like just oval races where the Pinty, uh, where the NASCAR races go, like in the ovals. I knew Jucasa, which I went to. Uh, but there are a couple of others, and so there are more events I could get to where you can drive your car in and camp and just watch these uh, various different races. So I'm going to have to uh, consider that. I've got to book camping. Uh, as soon as my son gets back to Vancouver, I'm going to look at the calendar and look at what's open and where I can go and uh, do a little more. I'm a little bit conspicuous. Uh, my door is open to the sidewalk. Anybody walking down is seeing a guy sitting in the front seat of his car, facing backwards, holding a microphone, talking to himself. So that's a sight. And uh, there you have it. Scarborough Dude, I guess I'll uh, sign out early from, uh, from here. If it was a good song, I'd end on it, but I don't think it is. It's just a little bit too much like Inca. Let's see what we got here. Scarborough Dude, signing off. Chicken, anything else to say? <laughs> All right, we're done. All right, and uh, maybe you'll get a podcast from um, Mossport uh, some other time, but uh, this is number 860. Signing off, bye for now. <laughs>